Hi and welcome to Personal Finance with Phil Anderson, the podcast designed to give you all the financial advice that you'll ever need. This is episode 11 and I don't think it could have come along at a better time because to me, uh, it feels like we're in a real hot spot for this subject right now with the coronavirus offering loads of new opportunities for potential exploitation. Yes, this week we are looking at scams. Get ready for that in just a minute. And please don't forget, if you're only finding us right now on episode 11, we've got loads of good stuff already clocked up that you can check in our back catalogue of episodes. Listen to me, our back catalogue makes us sound like Springsteen. Fab topics though, from redundancy to seven things you didn't know a financial advisor can do for you, plus everything in between. Very much worth a delve into a real gold mine of info in our episodes today. You can listen and catch up whenever it suits you. Search Personal Finance with Phil Anderson on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. And please remember to rate and review us and subscribe. And that way you'll never miss an episode again. That's Personal Finance with Phil Anderson on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, like I say, scams is what we're looking at this week. Hi, Phil. Hi, John. It's thanks. Good, thank you. It is a time, uh, unlike any other I can remember, and whenever there's there's mass change, there's huge uncertainty amongst the public at large, and it seems to me that's a pretty good time for, for scammers to strike when they can focus on great areas with just enough information to pass as, as credible. Where's it hitting hardest, though? You know, at the minute, it's a time where the nations try to pull together to support one another, but unfortunately, scammers never tire of trying to steal people's money. Um, so I, I thought this show would be really good because... It's good to try and warn people that there's been a significant increase in pension scams. People try to take advantage of the COVID crisis. Um, and, and I think today it's good because we can try and cover like some of the things to try and ensure that you can spot the, the warning signs. I know like over the last few months, um, there's been an increase in fraudulent activity that's been detected. Um, the, the pensions regulator, the Financial Conduct Authority and Money Advice Service have all come out sort of saying that there's been a, an awful lot more pension scams. So um, I, I would say if, if you're approached about an opportunity, uh, an investment opportunity that sounds too good to be true, or you're offered uh, a lot of the times they'll, they'll say, look, we've got the ability to access your pension early. I, I would strongly advise to report it. Um, There's what's called action fraud. Um, so it's quite a good sort of place to, to report any of these things. I think a lot of folk don't report them because they often kind of think, oh, nothing's going to happen. And must admit, I, I've reported firms to the, the Financial Conduct Authority before, and um, I, I've had a lot of these scams. And there is times where even I'll think, ah, just deleting on the next one. But mm. I, I, I tend to report them more now because I always think, oh, I don't want other people to get... I, I'm quite financially savvy, so yeah. um, I, I would hope I'd be harder to, to, for people to scam than, than others. But mm-hmm. um, it's just trying to like, warn people of some of the warning signs that's out there. It's that scare, isn't it? It's a, what if the next one's my granny? <laughs> uh, okay, so any rules that we should stick to for this then? Well, one of the things I would always say, like it, one of the warning signs is that if, if you get cold calls, I, I would kind of be wary of them because it's actually illegal now to, for, for financial advisor firms to, to cold call people. There, there was new rules come in previously where, where that's not allowed. So if, if you get somebody just phoning you up, like we, I don't know. I suppose any unexpected offers, if it's somebody you don't know, that that's the sort of things that I would be very wary of because I, I know I get it constantly. That the phone will ring and somebody, oh, I'm just phoning about your pension, and I'm thinking, um, oh, 
we're, we're financial advice firm, but I'm always wary because they, they shouldn't be doing it. Um, yeah. that, that's it. And then I, I sometimes string them along for a little bit of time. And then it's like, I am a financial advisor, or used to be a financial advisor myself. And then all of a sudden, shh, hang up. And that's, that's it. So I, that's probably one good way of getting rid of them is just say, oh, my relative's a financial advisor. Or, and then yeah. you, you'll probably find they'll hang up and you, you want to hear any more from them, hopefully, <laughs> at that point. You're obviously like me. I once took some for 20 minutes when they were trying to sell me a conservatory and I stayed in a top floor flat in Broomhill Road in Aberdeen. <laughs> I just, that's really interesting. Let's find out more. No, I always have a policy now of rejecting cold calls and and, and those calls that I do take because I think that they might be from someone I've got an account with, I tell them up front, I don't commit to anything unless I see it in writing first. But I didn't actually realize cold calls from, from financial firms were completely illegal. So to be specific, Phil, explain for me exactly what constitutes a cold call exactly uh, in the definition in this instance. The, there, there's, I mean, the, the, the cold calling for financial advisors is something that's been, been on the go for a wee while now, but they, there was, I think, was it last year that GDPR came in, the like data yeah. protection rules? So that, that was meant to stop firms like cold calling people without their consent. And uh, I know even financial advice firms, they, they've got to get the consent from their clients to say, yep, yeah, we're happy for you to keep contacting us in, in the future as well. But it is that there's still so, not just financial services, but they, there's still a lot that do the cold calling out there. And But with, with the GDPR rules, that should really have really be an awful lot less these days mm-hmm. than, than what it was in the past. But you know what it's like, though? Whenever you, you're on, uh, you go to a new website and <laughs> up flashes this box, will you accept cookies? Have you never not accepted cookies? You just, I mean, every time, tick. I know. Or, or if you get like a long list of this is the, uh, this is the legal aspects uh, and you just scroll at the end of it and tick so that you can move on to the next page, don't you? I know, that's often what happens. Maybe we should uh, think more about these things. Is there a way of checking up on whoever's getting touched to make sure that they are legit? There is. I mean, one, one of the things, you want to know who you're dealing with. One way that you can ensure you're dealing with a, a FCA-registered financial advisor um, is to check their credentials. The, the, the FCA, as the Financial Conduct Authority, they're the, the regulator for financial services in the UK. You, you can go on, I think it's www.register.fca.org.uk. On there, you can find all the, the company details. So if there was somebody that, that you'd spoke to and you thought, I want to just double check them out, you can go on there. It gives you a list of the names of the financial advisors at the firm. Um, it'll tell you the, the main contact for compliance. It'll have their website and, and phone numbers. So it, it'll have all the details on there. So that, that's one way that you can check that a firm is like an FCA regulated firm. Uh, even then, I mean, you do get some some really clever scammers. I, I sound almost like I admire them, but uh, <laughs> they appear to be the real thing um, online. They'll clone websites of actual approved financial companies. How do you make sure in, in that kind of instance, whether you're, you're communicating with the real deal or or being taken for a feel? Oh, I tell you, it, it's crazy the things that, that scammers will try. I mean, we, we got an email not that long ago pertaining to be from the, the FCA. And I, I think at one point, scammers actually cloned the FCA's website, really, um, which is just, it, it's crazy. <laughs> that, that's the kind of links they'll go to to try and scam people. But I, I would always say, like, check the contact details carefully. Scammers have been known to even clone le- legitimate financial advisors' websites to try and pass them off as the real thing. Mm-hmm. So it's important, like, if 
if you deal with a financial advisor already, it can be hard to spot. If somebody's cloned a website, what I would say is anytime you go on a link to it, maybe try the link that was sent on an email, like a genuine one or, or something like that. But you can always check the contact details on the FCA register yeah. as well. But just make sure it's the, the correct register, not a cloned <laughs> one. But I tell you, it really is. It's quite, quite incredible yeah. the, the links that they'll go to. Uh, and pressure as well is another tactic, isn't it? I mean, I've 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 walked into my father-in-law's house when he's on the phone, uh, and the, you can actually hear them saying, "But you got to sign off on this by the end of the day, or you got to sign off on this by the end of the week." It's that hurry well stocks last kind of thing, isn't it? I know. What you'll find with a lot of financial products, there isn't kind of time limits on it, and yeah, occasionally some companies might have just a certain issue on on a certain like investment, but that, that doesn't happen all that often. And I, I don't know, I, I would say don't be pressured. Um, Time-limited offers or deals that sound too good to be true usually are. Um, things like your pensions, one of your most valuable possessions. Um, and a genuine financial advisor would never rush anybody into to any decisions. I suppose one of the other things you could do if an offer lands in your lap and it, and it seems too good to be true, is get a second opinion by, by going to a professional that you, you know and trust. Where should we try in that instance? Definitely, I, I will say, like, get, get impartial information. Your money is your money, so never allow somebody to tell you what to do with it, especially if you're, you're not comfortable with, with that. There's free and impartial services, such as the pension advisory service, um, they can explain a lot of options. You've got um, pension-wise for those who are at retirement. Um, there's also the, the Money Advice Service website. gives you a plethora of, of information on there, which is, is really good as well for, for finding out um, sort of financial things. But, yeah, th- there's a lot of resources out there to, to try and help people with their money and their now, finances. A few shows back, if you'd asked me, when's the earliest you can look at claiming some of your pension, I couldn't have told you. But here I am. Not only do I know now the age is, I think it's 55, I also now know that the plan uh, is for that qualifying age to rise to 57 in the next couple of years. How am I doing here, Phil? And I don't think think that can be bettered in terms of cashing in at a younger age, but there are still a lot of scams on the go offering pension liberation. You mentioned at the top of the show there, pension liberation. uh, What's all that about? Yeah, what what that is, is, what I would say is don't waste your money on on pension liberation deals. What what these are is like schemes where people try to say that you can access your your pension early. Um, The earliest you can access your pension benefits in the UK at the minute is is age 55, and that's an age that's set by the the government. Some organisations... They, they'll maybe promise you early access to your savings, but the costs are high and the impact on your financial security, financial security is immeasurable. Um, you can lose over 85% of your life savings with, with these such arrangements. So certainly I, w- I would steer clear of them. Don't hand your, your life savings to someone else for short-term cash because um, it can really cost you your future. Um, th- there's more information on these schemes can be found. The, the FCA... Uh, I've got a, a scam smart website. Um, so it, it's a really useful tool as well. So um, I would definitely encourage people if, if they're ever wary of, of these pension liberation schemes and um, getting money out of their pot, there, there's more information can be found on that scam smart website. Did you say losing over 85% of your life savings? Is it, it's crazy because it's nuts. There, there's sometimes ways that you can try and get pension monies out early. 
but often there's significant tax implications on it. And yeah. it just, they, these schemes are just not good at all. That, that's a thing. And um, sadly, they, these are the ones where you tend to get more like cold calls, folks saying, right, look, do you want to access your pension early? And uh, we can still access it below like, the age of 55. And it's just not a good idea at all. I mean, the reality is as well, scammers are, are so smart now. They're attacking us in so many ways. It's becoming harder and harder to avoid. And if not you, you probably know someone like a friend or a family member who's been lured in and, and fallen for something. Um, each week so far, as we've covered various topics, Phil's given us a look back over his own life story and how it's been affected by the subjects that we've been discussing. I wonder if, if, if you've ever been scammed, Phil. And if not, I, I bet that you've certainly come across your fair share. I... As far as I know, I don't think I've ever been, been scammed. <laughs> I, I, get, oh, I, you, I, I get emails all the time. I mean, the, there's ones come in sort of pertaining to be from my bank and occasionally want to look like it is from who I bank with. Um, I, I bank with two different banks, but sometimes it'll come in, it'll be like HSBC or Cooperative Bank, your login details, and, and it'll come away with, with things like that. So I, I see that emails all the time. I, yeah. I had a phone call a just... A couple of days ago, uh, it, it was saying it was HMRC. Yeah. Um, it was an American accent. That was the thing. <laughs> it was like, it, it came from a London number and it, it was like this recorded voice message yeah. from HR, HMRC saying that I owed them money. And then it's like, um, if you don't take any action, there'll be a warrant out for your arrest. Um, please phone this number so we can discuss things. And what, what you'll probably find, I, I never phoned the number, but it's more likely to be like a, a premium rate number or it just, honestly, they'll, they'll try anything to, to yeah. kind of get people's details and to scam them. But I, I remember one time, like uh, going back to like my experiences, quite a number of years ago, probably oh, maybe as long as 20 years ago, um, when I worked at the Skipton Building Society, and a, a guy came in and he said, because oh, I've got this letter saying that I've won the Irish lottery. He's like, um, I just thought I'd come in and ask you what you, you thought, um, if you thought it was genuine or not. And they, I remember I said to the guy, goes, well, do you play the Irish lottery? He's like, no. And, I said, <laughs> uh, and, and honestly, and, and so I said to him, I was like, no, I think, it's, I think it's a scam. And he's like, oh, it's funny. I, I took it to the police and they said exactly the same thing. <laughs> and then you're like... It, it, and, but then the, the worst bit of this one was, as the guy turned and, and, and went out the door, his final words to me were, he's like, oh, it's just a, a shame to think that all that money is sitting there waiting on somebody to claim it. <laughs> and honestly, I'm like, it's no wonder some people get scammed yeah. because, oh, I don't know, it just, oh, it was, I mean, I, I still couldn't believe it. When he, he kind of turned <laughs> out and said that, I was just like, oh, man. It's like yeah. some, some people are gullible. They... I don't know, like everybody wants to get rich quick. and But there is, there's so many scams out there. I mean, we, we had one just recently and it was highlighted in the paper, the, that guy, Alistair Gregg, he was a financial advisor. But what he did was basically just theft, stealing people's money. And But, but folk put their trust in, in like advisors and stuff like that doesn't do anybody any good. And I mean, he ended up, I think he got about 14 years in the neck. And I really feel sorry for the, the folk that was impacted in that. But uh, the, the financial regulator do a, a lot of work to try and keep people's money safe. One, one the good thing, those that were affected by that kind of scam, at least they, they'll get payouts from the, the financial services compensation scheme that'll mm. kind of, that'll uh, take care of that. So the, there is 
sort of protection measures in place. And sometimes it is hard. I mean, that, that was just pure and simple theft. But um, oh, it's crazy the, the lengths that, that folk will go to, to steal people's hard-earned money. Oh, I know. Uh, we do this every week, Phil. You, you get inspiration through various people that you admire and you love a quote. Have you got one that fits our subject matter for this episode on scams and scammers? Uh, this one's probably too obvious and I, I've probably mentioned it already, but... If it's too good to be true, it usually is. That's the, the quote of the week. I don't know who said that. I'm, I'm kind of assuming it was maybe an enormous quote for somebody, but mm. um, there was another good one for, for somebody. They once said, they say it's too good to be true. It usually is, unless it's me. <laughs> uh, no, I take, it is. If, if something is too good to be true, the majority of the time, it, it usually is. And I'd always be wary. All, all these get-rich-quick schemes and stuff, it just... I don't know. People are looking for, for, for things, especially in this time where things can be a wee bit tougher at times. But mm. oh, you definitely want to be kind of scam smart. And as I say, there, there's likes of that website that the, the FCA have got the scam smart website, and it's just being careful, isn't it? Phil is trying to protect you as much as he can, but if you think that potentially you've won the Irish lottery when you've never, ever taken part in the Irish lottery, there's probably very little that we can do for you, <laughs> except maybe button you up the back properly. Okay, um, Phil, to summarise in this episode, I guess, uh, if in doubt, check it out. Definitely. It is. I mean, scammers, and they're becoming more sophisticated all the time. I mean, it used to be you would get the email for your dead relative in Nigeria yeah, send me yeah. your bank details and I'll send exactly. you a million quid. But, I, was just, uh, I was just thinking about that prince from Nigeria. If, if only it was I, that simple. Still, I yeah. know. It just, I mean, I, I don't know. The, the scams are getting, they, they are, they're becoming so much more like sophisticated and harder to spot. And Elaborate, it, it, yeah. Like I, I do sympathise because there, there's times I get maybe like an email through and I'm like, hmm, is that, genuine or no and mm-hmm. and it really is so just be wary and if in doubt check it out that's yeah. that's another thing definitely um, um now phil is is never going to tickle any it he's uh trying to help you with your financial queries if you want to email a question to us then please do and we can ask it anonymously if you want us to so let's get on to this week's queries our first question today comes from Iona in inverness who says i've heard the interest rates for my post office account are coming down again is it still worthwhile me having cash in there, Phil? That's the, I mean, the, the, the Bank of England base rate came down a wee while back. Um, recently, National Savings and Investments announced that they, they were reducing interest rates. I think on the, the 24th of November of 2020, um, their variable rate products, the, the interest rates are coming down on those. Some of their fixed term products, they're, they're reducing the interest rates on those as well. Um, even the, the premium bonds, the, the price pot that they pay out, it used to be a, based on an interest rate of 1.4%, but it's reducing to 1%. Um, and it means that the odds of winning a, a, a £1 premium bond, the, the chances of winning at the minute were 24,500 to 1. That's a way to reduce to 34,500 to 1. So it's, I don't know, like the, the odds aren't great. I, I suppose one of the good things with, with like the NSNI, the National Savings and Investments, that's what you get at the, the post office. I mean, there you, you've got the protection that is backed by the, the government, so you're not going to lose your money. But really, the, the interest rates are, are poor just now. And not just at the post office, but I mean, all around, a lot of the banks and building societies' rates have, have came down an awful lot. So, 
um, is it's trying to, to get the best returns for your, your money out there. You know, you told me those pension bonds odds a week ago and it's taken me the best part of those seven days to get over it and you just brought it up again. It's, it's an open wound. Uh, next more up chance is... Of the dawn, more chance of the dawn. <laughs> <laughs> just... oh, oh, no. I must admit, that probably would be about... Um, uh, that would probably be about 24 and a half uh, yeah, you probably, to give you as good odds as that. you probably get that, yeah. Next up, Stuart in Stonehaven, who's got a question on ISIS. Now, he's not the richest guy in the world, or even in the room, but for as long as he's been able, he's been investing in ISIS as uh, what he considers to be a relatively safe way to make his money work a bit harder for him. Uh, it used to be that he'd split his investment each year and sort of take a little punt on some of the riskier markets. I know we've spoken about this before. Uh, and although he'd still quite like to do that, there seems to be less of that type of ISA opportunity going around. Uh, Stuart wants to know if it's a sign of the times or are those ISA opportunities still out there, Phil? I, I would say there's a, a lot of good opportunities out there at the minute. It all depends what risks somebody's willing to take. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you've got two two types of ISA. You've got the, the cash ISA and the stocks and shares ISA. Now, the returns on cash ISAs just now aren't very good. Even if you go for a fixed term over a longer period, the rates just aren't that great at all. Now, if, if someone is comfortable putting some of their money into stocks and shares ISA, with, with stocks and shares ISAs, you've got different degrees of risk on the funds there. So you've got some funds that are a bit more cautious, but you've got some that are really quite high risk. Now, what I would say is that I normally tend to promote going to financial advisors and, and taking financial advice, but they, there's literally thousands of investment funds out there. But I, I would say at the minute, it's a really good opportunity. Stock markets are still lower than where they've been in the past. And as, as things start to recover, you, you hope that the funds would, would start to rise. I mean, there, there's no guarantee of that. that. That's the thing there. But yeah, I mean, if, if someone's comfortable even putting a small part in, there's an awful lot of different funds out there. And that, that's where a financial advisor can, can help because they can say, right, what, how much money, what's your sort of capacity for loss? How much of this can you afford to lose? They would look and say, right, what's your attitude to risk? How much, what, what can I, I mean, you may say, right, yeah, I want to put like 90% of it in a cautious investment, but I'm happy to maybe take a wee bit of a gamble with, with 10%. I'll take a punt and say, right, I'm happy to go into like higher risk funds for, for that. So they, I, I'd say there's good opportunities out there. It's always better. And, and that sort of funds, it's always better. I mean, if it's hard to time it when things are down, but things certainly had been a bit more volatile the last wee while. So there's some good opportunities out there for, for people investing in ISAs, especially in the, the stocks and shares ones at the moment. Okay, so they're still there, Stuart. You just have to find them and a financial advisor can help. I would just say, if you want to get in touch with a question, before you do that, there's a chance that we might have covered your topic in a previous episode of the podcast. Uh, and it's worth going back and sort of having a dig around in those, seeing as how we're sort of 11 episodes in now. Full details of where you can find that in just a second. I'm John Ellis. Thank you so much for joining us today for Personal Finance with Phil Anderson. If you need a helping hand with anything that we've been talking about or anything else of a, a financial matter, find Phil 
for finance. Search Philanderson Financial Services online or on the Facebook page for the show. Search Personal Finance with Phil Anderson. That's Personal Finance with Phil Anderson on Facebook. Uh, search for that there. Phil's on Twitter and LinkedIn too. Or you can email Phil a question that you can answer on a future podcast. His address is phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. That's phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. Send him your question and he could answer that in an upcoming show, like I say, and please rest assured we won't use your real name if that's what you prefer. Uh, if you found this useful, please rate and recommend us and please subscribe on Apple or wherever you get your podcast. Then you'll get us every week with the info you want when you need it. You get all the links uh, on Phil's social media. Good luck with your money. Phil is doing his best to help make your cash go that little bit further. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks, John. 